This is Wild Green Streams. I'm Rhett. I'm Curtis. I'm Leroy. These are cattails. The brown things on these water reeds, well, they're not edible. But don't you think they ought to be? They're just golden russet groupings of highly compressed seedlings that expand rapidly on impact. So they're not that good for eating. But even so, me want bite. Me want plant corn dog delight. Me want deep fried. Me think water Twinkie nice. This is sea foam shot with high speed photography, and it's not edible. Don't you think it ought to be? It's just a waste from sea creatures shot at a very high rate. It's practically just turned up fish poop, ammonia, and nitrates. But even still, me want eat. Me want tasty ocean treat. Me want spoonful. Me want sweet. bite by tiktok sensation jordan keys he'll be on the show later but first do you guys want to do a top three let's do it a top three is when we have a certain category in this case frogs and we list out our top three favorite of that category curtis you want to go first yeah um i picked the wood frog um it's uh, a local to uh my area of new england um and that general area and they're able to basically produce a natural antifreeze. Um, and I think it gets to the point where like their heart actually stops beating and they turn into a block of ice, yet their blood is still active. I don't know the exact chemistry of all this, but basically this frog can turn into ice over the winter and then just completely defrost and go back to its life after having like been essentially dead by like human standards they're also a vernal pond frog so they um are dependent on habitats that either have water only certain times of year or oxygen levels that are so low that they don't have any fish in them basically they need a pond that doesn't have any fish because that allows a much higher survival rate of their tadpoles so my uh third favorite frog is a uh, rhinoderma darwinia 
It's known as Darwin's frog. I almost put that and, on my list. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a good reason for that. So it's a frog. You find them in southern Chile and Argentina. And you can find them at high elevations around uh, 1,500 meters. And what's really interesting about these guys is that they have a really interesting like life history in that the males will store the tadpoles after they hatch in their vocal sac, which is like really interesting. They're direct developers, which means that they don't lay eggs. They give birth to sort of live tadpoles. The males will store the tadpoles in their vocal sac for around 50 to 70 days. It only really shelters uh, the tadpoles, but it nourishes them through secretions in the vocal sac that uh, provide sustenance to uh, the tadpoles as they're developing in the vocal sac. So it's kind of almost like a marsupial frog. Yeah, it's similar to a marsupial frog. It's different. I think marsupial frogs in like Australia are, they're slightly different. They're more like, uh, some of them are gastric rooting. This one is not, this one like keeps it in, in the vocal sac. You know, I forgot that there are marsupial frogs. When I said that, I was just saying it's like a kangaroo. Yeah, yeah exactly. Of course, is, the marsupial like frogs yeah. are in Australia because, because. I think they're because. extinct now. Oh, oh no, they're not. Yeah, I think they're extinct now. But there, there are um, in South America, but they're a different group. So, so I actually remember what a marsupial frog is now. And I have a really crazy fact about them. They just kicked out what my third favorite frog was going to be. I'm going to say marsupial frogs are my new what, three. Out of curiosity, what was your what was your initial third? Oh, it was also my least favorite frog. It's the Suriname toad. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was thinking about going there, but I didn't. Don't Google image search that if you're listening. Oh, right I now. disagree. Don't do Google it. it. No, no. Google it. Google image search. They're Pepa, leading you Pepa. astray. P-I-P-A. P-I-P-A. Okay, well... Other than the frog, which shall not be named, this is my third favorite frog. And it's a group of frogs called marsupial frogs that were found in Australia. Uh, Some or all of them are now extinct because of chytrid fungus. But uh, the crazy thing is they are one of the few species to be partially de-extincted. Other than them, the only other vertebrate species that's been brought back from extinction where it went extinct and then they managed to clone it bring it back to life was the perennial ibex a goat-like animal in the pyrenees mountains which was cloned in the early 2000s the baby died soon after because of some birth defects but this frog uh the marsupial frog they actually managed to make viable living eggs from it uh after it died they cloned these eggs the only problem is this might be one of the worst frogs to try to start that kind of a thing with because marsupial frogs would eat their eggs and they would incubate them, if that's the right word, in their stomachs in a particular mix of um, chemicals and conditions, uh, which was required in order for it to survive. And then they would just come out of their parents' mouth afterwards. Unfortunately, while we can clone them and we can make living eggs, we don't know what those conditions were. So we haven't been able to make adult marsupial frogs come back from extinction yet. Can I just say that it's so bizarre that going back to the other de-extinct animal, the uh, what type of ibex was it? Perinian. Yeah, it's the only animal to go extinct twice, which is sad, but just such a, a weird fact. It's like we brought you back and then it died. Yeah, about so, seven like, minutes later. It's a sad. It's a sad fact, but a, just a really weird fact. 
So Curtis, uh, what's your number two? My number two is the golden poison frog, which is a two inch poison uh, dart frog that is found in uh, Colombia, about two inches long and one of the most toxic animals on earth. The poison from one of these frogs is believed to uh, be able to kill 10 to 20 humans. This is one frog, one two inch frog, which correlates to about two uh, adult male African elephants. This frog Um, can kill two African elephants? Yeah, it's a two-inch frog that can kill uh, two African elephants. And like most poison dart frogs, it will lose its toxicity in captivity because it consumes the poison of ants in the wild. And I guess just sort of, it must concentrate it somehow because I don't know of any ants that can kill elephants. So yeah, if these are not fed their natural ant diet, they become basically harmless unless it like, I don't know, nibbles you to death or something. I don't know what what damage a two-inch frog could do. But yeah, a two-inch frog that can kill an elephant per inch. So it's it's a beautiful frog too. Uh, Golden poison frog. Philobates terribilis, which is a a great name. Do you want to describe what they look like? Almost like a lemon yellow, just like bright, bright yellow. Like a lot of the, the other poison dart frogs have like, different color patterns and are blacks or like the legs are one color the arms are another this one's just yellow apparently there are mint green and orange morphs as well which are not as common it's like a, a banana or a lemon yellow just a, a very yellow frog what's your number two frog Leroy? so my number two frog is uh, it's a really interesting frog this is deep cut this is this deep cut frog uh, it's a uh, Species up with that is Nasica patricus sahiadrensis. It's also known as a purple frog. So these are from Western Gap Mountains of Southern India. It's the only species in its family, and it's a small purple frog. It's kind of globular. It's a burrowing frog, and it's got a little nasal protrusion. It looks like a softshell uh, turtle. Yeah, it does, right? Like the, 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 the nasal protrusion makes it look like a softshell turtle. I know a lot of people who, when I showed them this frog, they tell me it looks like a poop, and I can't really disagree, but I think it's pretty cool. It's one of those frogs that has an interesting biogeographic history. Like I said before, it's the only species in its family, and the closest living species are these frogs from the Seychelles Islands and the Indian Ocean, meaning that they diverge when India and the Seychelles would have been on the same landmass, which would have been Gondwana land at the time. So this was before India split off from Gondwana land. So that's when they diverge. But if you look at the two, they're really different looking and they diverged like millions and millions of years ago. I, I don't remember how long, but like a long, long time ago. So before right. the Himalayas, before Mount Everest. Way before. Yeah, J- Gondwana land started to break up in the Jurassic around 180 million yep. years ago. Yeah, the, their relatives were separated when like dinosaurs were ruling the earth. That's pretty That's insane. right. When dinosaurs ruined yep. the earth. Yep. Ruled, ruled. No, no, ruled the earth. No, <laughs> exact, no exactly, yeah. Life and was so much better back when it was just trilobites and <laughs> damn, damn dinosaurs. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a deep divergence between the two groups. I guess there's lots of different reasons why that would be. Maybe like there's a bunch of them or a bunch of different families in between. And they all went extinct 
and it is the only one that's left. <laughs> that's usually how it goes. But yeah, uh, that's that's my pick. Number two, the purple frog. I'm reading uh, up on this, and something really cool is I am assuming because it's a burrowing frog. It was known as a tadpole since 1918, that's but right. the adult wasn't formally described till 2003. That's right. Wow. That's right. It's a recently described species. That's a cool, a really mystery. like novel lineage. Yeah, yeah. A really novel lineage. That's often the case with cryptic animals where only one life stage is known and assumed to be something different entirely. Yeah, but now it's that. It's found in this isolated area. It's in the forest up there and not found anywhere else, really. Two specimens were found at this locality and like on a rubber plantation in India. It's been years during monsoon season. So that's where you would usually find it amongst cocoa and coffee plants on the hilltops and rubber plants on the slopes. So have they only ever found two of them? So they found several. They found one. They found one being paired, deposited like 3,600 eggs in one night. Okay. They found a fair amount, and, they, but it's isolated in this one area. They found at least two adults and at least 3,600 eggs. At least. At least. Right. what's your next frog? Okay, so my second favorite frog is the Rakafaris frogs. Those are flying frogs. They exist all throughout Southern Asia. They're a family and they are called flying frogs. Uh, that's actually a misleading name slightly. They don't quite fly, but that's only something that nerds care about. Um, <laughs> Falling with style. They jump out of the tree, they spread out their legs. They have kind of like a flying squirrel type mesh in between their toes, and they can hold out their feet flat against the air and it makes four little parachutes, which they use to control their descent, usually to another tree, I imagine. That's just insane. Gliding animals like flying fish, flying snakes, flying squid. It's just such a cool adaptation. You know what's wild to me? Yeah. You've ever seen a frog? You've ever looked at a frog? Yes. They're weird, right? They're kind of weird. No, they're a little weird. 80% of all amphibian species alive today are frogs. Right. Yeah. My uncle keeps telling me that he hates frogs and he's just like afraid of them. I'm like, why? He's like, because they're just wet all the time. You can never not be wet if you're a frog, and that bothers me. It's like, okay. <laughs> Can't trust him. All right, my favorite frog is, I want everyone to, listening to just close their eyes and picture a frog. First frog that comes to mind, the froggiest frog, the most classic frog you can think of. And my favorite is the green frog, because there's nothing exciting about it. It doesn't have insane adaptations compared to anything. The green frog, you think of a frog and this is it. It's like, it's just a frog. It's green. It's sort of like a bullfrog, but smaller in terms of appearance. I like it because it's the quintessential frog. It's a green frog with long legs that lives in the water and grows up from a tadpole and hops and eats bugs. It's like you were saying, Leroy, they're 85% of amphibians, but they're weird as hell. Yeah, even yeah, the normal yeah, right. one, now that I'm thinking too hard about it. Like, you ever look at a frog skeleton? It looks like one of those bad Halloween decorations. Like, what's going on it's with so their weird, ribs? Right? Like what do they look like? Short body, long legs. Yeah, it's, other than yeah. the skull and limbs, this thing is like 50% pelvis. It looks like in the cartoons where, like, a cat pulls a fish skeleton out of the garbage can. Those are its ribs. It's like you told somebody to draw what they think a frog skeleton might look like and they got it all wrong except that's actually what it is frogs also have this bone called a euro style because when you think of a frog what do you what do you think of what are you thinking when you think of a frog what's a green frog do jumps. it jumps Eat bugs. It jumps right these guys are like 
I just want to jump. And so like they got this bone, this Euro style, the structure and the musculature. It'd be like, I just want to be a really good jumper. And they figured that out. It turns out it's a pretty good system. What's wild about frogs is that they manage to adapt to all of these different ecosystems and like habitat types and niches, right? You got burrowing frogs, you got flying frogs, you got tree frogs, you got frogs that are in the water, you got frogs like up in the mountains, you got frogs in the desert. You got frogs rolling down the mountains. You got saltwater tolerant frogs that eat crabs. Ooh, that yeah. was almost going to be one of mine. They came up in, in the meme group for some reason. They have some tolerance to salt water, which is extremely uncommon among amphibians. But it has like evolved multiple times, but it's not that common. No. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So I'll go with my number one now, which is the gopher frog. Gopher frogs. I might be a little bit biased because this one is near my hometown in North Florida, but gopher frogs are named Lithobates capito. And the reason I bothered even telling you that is that capito means head. They have some big old honking heads on the front of their bodies. Okay, picture a frog. Now scale up the head to be about the same size as the rest of its body and just have it sitting there where it's supposed to be. They are massively headed. And then they... (laughs) This is absurd. Remember that video game Spore where you can make weird animal evolutions and mess with the scale? Yeah. It looks like somebody tried to make a frog and that's like, I'm going to make this 50% head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is absurd. Well, here you go. Most frogs are mouse. Yes. Yeah, they got a loud mouth. The gopher frog just kept going with that idea. Yeah, exactly. Leroy, what's your number one? My number one. I noticed that the two of you picked like hometown boys, hometown frogs. I did not. I'm cool. I picked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Mr. I, I worldwide picked, over here. My number one frog is scientific name Trichotrichus robustus. It has many common names. It goes by the hairy frog. It's also known as the horror frog. It's also known as the wolverine frog. It's a frog about yay big. Yeah, can you um, can you explain yay big to the audio format oh, <laughs> of this show? <laughs> yay big uh, means ten to thirteen centimeters. Okay. Bigger than your average frog. It's from Central Africa, subtropical and tropical lowland forests. What's really interesting about these guys, they're known as the hairy frog because male frogs during breeding season have these weird hair-like structures on their bodies and their thighs. It's not hair, but it's this weird structure that they have during breeding season. And no one really knows what they're there for. Hmm. (laughs) The other cool thing about them is that they're also known as a wolverine frog. Because these frogs have what folks will think are retractable claws. They're not claws. What they do is that they break their bones from their arms and project them through their skin. That's, That's what normal. they do. So these aren't true claws because true claws will be made of keratin, right? They'll be like nails, right? No, these are it's actual bones that they project through their skin. Each claw is like anchored to these little nodules on their wrists with uh, strands of collagen. And what they'll do is if it's attacked or if it feels like it needs to defend itself, it'll break its bones and like do the Wolverine thing. Put its dukes up. Being like, don't mess with me, buddy. What does that accomplish? I mean, like it's a form of defense, right? So it's like they're bones, they're sharp bones, you know? Bones can be sharp when they're broken. (laughs) You have like a potential predator, like say a snake comes around, tries to take a bite out of this hairy frog, boom, breaks its wrists, takes out its bone spears, 
and like starts messing with the snake and the snake was like i don't want to deal with this this frog is too wild does it regenerate or heal does it have other wolverine factors so it's not exactly known what the retraction mechanism is the bones retract passively and any damaged tissue is regenerated the thing about frogs is that they all pretty much have wolverine powers like amphibians really all yeah. pretty much have wolverine powers powers like, and they can like, like can yeah. regrow brain tissue and hearts. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They can regenerate limbs, tissue, and all that stuff. So that's my favorite frog. The hairy frog or the horror frog. I don't know why it's called a horror frog. I guess because like when you look at the little hair-like projections on it. It's got a, it's got a Freddy uh, Krueger vibe going on yeah. too. Maybe that's why. Anyway, that's my favorite frog. We'll go out of this segment to Leroy's Eastern Spadefoot call. <laughs> And now for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Poison Dart Frogs. Poison Dart Frogs, an elephant an inch. This episode is brought to you by birds. Nature's alarm clocks that you can't turn off. This episode is brought to you by salamanders. They are not frogs. They're also not lizards. This episode is also brought to you by the horror frog. What is that? This episode is brought to you by Clean Shoes. Please, clean your shoes when you go frog hunting. Don't track in kitchen. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Dirty Shoes. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by the Suriname Frog. Don't Google it. This episode brought to you by Insomnia. Insomnia. You get it from watching too many videos of Suriname toads. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by our newest Patreon supporters, Sophie, Alex, and Ashley. Thanks for your support. If you'd like to join our Patreon and get a shout out on the podcast and other cool rewards like monthly gifts in the mail, go to patreon.com slash wildgreenmemes. Thanks. And now it's time for our interview with TikTok sensation and me want bite singer, Jordan Keys. We're going to switch out Leroy for Iona. Bye, Leroy. Wait, no, I'm not ready. Oh, no, it's a giant black hole. No! Jordan, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. So what about these three particular things so compelled you that inspiration sees you to make songs about wanting to eat them? Well, I've always, um, I'm sure there's something Freudian in the fact that I've always had an oral fixation. Like I've always, I'm always chewing on something, toothpick, whatever. And so there's just things where I'm like that, I'd at least like to take a bite of that and see what, what it tastes like or what it feels like in my mouth. Uh, and um, actually it started with the sea foam. I was scrolling through, it was either Reddit or Twitter and somebody posted that image. And I was like, man, that looks delicious <laughs> that looks like something i either want on top of my coffee or just want a bowl of with some like chocolate syrup on it and apparently other people felt the same way and i you know i i put it in this song and then i was like well there's a whole backlog of things that i've already felt were um looked tasty and uh and then i was also introduced to there's like a subreddit called like forbidden snacks or something like that and so i saw that there were other people feeling this way about different things and i was like okay well then i should just put all of the things that i'm thinking out there and see what happens and um 
yeah, apparently it resonates with a lot of people. So I was, I was happy about that. Not many of my thoughts are very relatable. So I'm glad that there's something that I can relate to people on. So I I'll have it. to disagree because I've been watching your stuff for about a year now and I've been finding it really relatable. Like well, that's good. Making a live action clip for the red big red dog movie is a horrifying yeah, idea. That was good. That's very relatable. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, I and I I think that's what I love about TikTok and just the internet in general is that you can find your people. It's it hmm. you know you wherever hmm. you are you might feel like you're the weird one wherever you're at, but the internet lets you know that you're not the only weird one or the only one thinking this at any given time. Yeah, that's for sure. So are there other forbidden snacks of nature that you've considered making songs about or have at least uh, lived rent-free yeah, in your for head? Yeah, sure. Um, I think the ones that like molten glass, which is basically a lot like lava, that's, mm. that's definitely one. Um, oh, what was another one? I was uh, just, I mean, I know you technically can eat acorns, but just like popping an acorn off the sidewalk into your mouth is very tempting for me. You know, that like moss that like, just that's like white furry, white furry moss that is on some like trees and stuff like that. Mm. That is also, I'm like, that looks like cotton candy to me. That's I'm, I'm all about that. So those are, yeah, those are, you know, the ones that are, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like, try some other things besides things I want to eat but those are those are definitely going to pop up eventually for sure okay oh, 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 good so yeah. the uh the 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 me want bite trilogy is is more than just a trilogy yes yes it will continue good I, I thought the that, saga I thought, continues yes I was afraid I was afraid that was the end and then we got the the me want squish and I was like <laughs> all right there's more to the story yeah. it, it'll keep going as long as I have neurotic uh tendencies that uh, and and just self-destructive uh, urges that the song will keep going a genre of posts that kind of goes in that vein where of things like someone said they like eating rainbow nerds because they want to eat aquarium gravel but it takes the edge off somebody else said boba tea is the uh the primal urge to uh drink frog eggs through a reed mm -hmm. and like I got a lot of people tagging me and there was a video of somebody like scooping frog eggs yeah. out of a pond or something. Yeah. Tagging me like, you want bite? That one for <laughs> me, not, that, that one does not do it for me. That one put me off. And I was like, look, I'm in no place to say what you should, <laughs> what inedible things you should or should not eat. But for me, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but for me, yeah. it's not the frog eggs doesn't do it. <laughs> I'm with you. That, is that uh, that must be an unexpected side effect of having made? By the way, he makes songs about lots of other topics, not just about eating things. If you're listening <laughs> yeah. to the podcast, we're, we're just really focused on this one thing. But yeah, but, uh, but that must be an unexpected side effect of the songs is that people are now just sending you lots of things that aren't food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get a, a bunch of uh, tags that just say "me want bite" or "you want bite," and. Uh, for the most part, I agree. I gen I generally am like, yep, absolutely. I get it. I get it. That looks like something you I would want to eat. And um, but then you know, every once in a while, you get a frog egg in there, and you think maybe maybe not that one. Yeah. So do you what uh you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your uh, music beyond the uh, 
the yeah, Moonlight sure. Bite trilogy? Um, you know, I, I, I just, I love musical comedy of all kinds. So the things that kind of popped off first for me were like singing about news or co- current events type things, like not politics or anything crazy, but like, um, you know, when it came out that Chuck E. Cheese was changing their name so that people would order their pizza on Uber Eats or the the senior photo challenge. All of these things sound like they were a decade ago, but they literally happened less than a year ago, which is so wild to me, but that's that's a whole other phenomenon. But like when people were posting their senior photos out of like respect for how high schoolers missed their last Oh man, year. I forgot about that. I blocked that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to have brought it up again. You've repressed that down. It's like, we're not going to think about that anymore. Totally understandable to have done that. But I, I, I made a song that was like, and, and you know, I, I was homeschooled, so I don't fully Same understand here. that, hey, Curtis, you and me, boom, <laughs> Nux. Uh, I don't fully understand, but I, w- I was like, you know, even if they already have their senior photos, like people were posting their like team photos with their high, their football. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that feels to me like bragging. That feels like rubbing it in the face of people <laughs> who aren't going to have senior year. And so I wrote a song about all of the things that you shouldn't, um, that if you were following the same logic as that photo challenge, you would be rubbing it in a lot of unfortunate people's faces. So started out with that. And then I started writing songs about weird, like childhood, pop culture, books, TV shows, uh, movies, things like that. And that's the other thing that kind of uh, like, if you didn't follow me from Me Want Bite or something like that, you prob- someone probably followed me from a-, a song about how technically in the book, Stuart Little, it never says that he is a mouse. It says he is mouse-like in Whoa. appearance, but it never says that he's a mouse. So that's that was the other <laughs> like one that popped off a little bit before Me Want Bite did. And, um, and so I do like a series of things where it's like, I don't know if you thought about this childhood memory, but it's not as like cut and dried, fun, good times as you might've thought. You're rocking my world with the Stuart Little thing. Yeah, he was born uh, yeah, to human I, parents. I remember reading the book, mm-hmm. he, uh, yeah, having it, it, it read aloud to me years before the movie came out, which uh-huh. the movie already is, raises so many questions. Oh yeah. But, there, uh, the, but book the book has even more, more so. Yeah. It's like when you look into the original story behind any Disney movie, Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Any of the original fairy tales, you're like, they did what? Hans Christian Andersen hated feet, as you <laughs> once said. I, yeah. I, I have a song about I have a song about that as well, which I was able to deftly turn into an ad for Hank Green's sock collection. But um, <laughs> it was, a it quick was so, pivot, and you're off to the races. Yeah. Just ah oh, man, I can I can fit a plug in there with the best of them. So no, that was great. That was very artful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you i appreciate it we have some questions that uh our uh group members sent in um there they were completely overwhelmed in the thread uh by people tagging each other just to show each other the tiktok sample we use uh (laughs) but we did get a few that came through where they actually read the caption and realized what we were asking for that's awesome. To get people to both watch a video, read something, and then respond is one of the toughest uh, tasks on the internet. So well, we have that. we have about three hundred thousand members and got two good questions, so it works. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a numbers game, baby. You yeah. play the numbers, you'll get those two good questions out of those three hundred k. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, here's the first one, which was sent in by our member, Abby. Uh, and Abby's question is, what's the weirdest thing you've eaten that you shouldn't have? Oh, goodness. Um... Probably, well, I mean, there's there's foods that I shouldn't eat because they make me sick, uh, but I like the taste of them. Like uh, I have I have a bag of ghost pepper chips in my pantry that make me like just sick and absolutely sick to my stomach. But I will eat. I have to eat like five to ten of them a day, and if I eat any more, I will be done for the rest of the day. And I will still be sick even if I eat five of them. But they're so good that I have to. Humans, um, humans eating hot peppers is like the biggest prank on evolution our species ever ever played it's like peppers are like i'm gonna be spicy so certain things don't eat me and we're like yes i will have that and like some chips Uh and just i I want the pain with the food please Uh, yes I'll i'll take that yeah yeah the peppers are like, I'm going to evolve so that it's actually quite literally painful to eat me. And then we're like, perfect. That's just what I was looking for. <laughs> and you know um, what? It worked out for them. Yeah. yeah no, then, now, now they breeding, get now we're cultivated. Them nonstop. Yeah. They get cultivated now. They get fed and watered. I mean, it kind of, maybe it worked out in the end for them. We thought yep. we were playing a joke on them, but really they're playing a joke mm-hmm. on us. So something, maybe things Absolutely. to think about. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and then I would item. say inedible things. Uh, well, this isn't a, this is a, a drink. Well, technically not a drink. Um, when I was, I think three, I um, I drank my brother's asthma nebulizer solution, oh <laughs> which is not intended for human consumption in any way, shape, or form. And it's supposed to be breathed in and then breathed out. Um, but I drank some. And then I got to, that was followed up by a lovely charcoal milkshake to make me throw up the mm. nebulizer mm. solution. So I had a two for that day of things you should not, uh, you shouldn't necessarily sup upon. Mm. And um, that, that's, you know, I think since then I've learned to resist those impulses a little bit better. Um, but I, but obviously they're still there. Obviously they're still there. Drinking a nebulizer sounds like the world's lousiest superhero origin story. <laughs> like you drink it and now yes. you can, you'll never wheeze again. <laughs> it's not even that I have super breath or I just don't choke anymore. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, my throat just, stays the normal size no matter what. Have, you're, you're, your superpower is never having asthma. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, but like technically I still have like the mutated genes. So if anybody's like searching for mutated genes, they're like, this guy, he's a superhero. He's just hiding it. And then they come <laughs> and it's like, guys, let me tell you, if you want me to not have asthma at someone, I can do this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's man. great. Comic book when? That's my question. <laughs> I, it's it's got to happen. It's got to happen soon. Yeah. I feel like there's I mean, a song. A song. Yeah, there's, I bet there's a song that could be about that. Um, yes. The next biggest superhero that you've never heard of. <laughs> Not Asthma Man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and then um, our next member question uh, is from Nicole asking, have you eaten a cattail yet? And if so, what is your honest review? I have not yet, but 
Um, as some you might have had some people comment on the original video, I have found that almost every part of the cattail is edible, despite what the song would suggest, that the roots and the stalks can be prepared. And even the pod thing before it flowers mm -hmm. is edible. And so my, I have not eaten, I have not taken a bite out of the hot dog yet. Um, but I have a friend who I've made through TikTok, who I made through this video, who is, uh, she's Alexis Nicole. I want to make yep. sure I get her name right. Uh, but she and she, she, you might have had she, some of her stuff posted in yours. Oh yeah, well. oh yeah. Your her follow up made there its way go. several times after yours. Follow her because she's actually smart and knows things about stuff. And um, she is coming to Florida whenever like things open up again. Uh, she's gonna she's planning a trip to Florida, and she is gonna bring me some uh, pre-flowered. Uh, cattail pods she's going to prepare them and we're going to eat them together so uh once again another spoiler alert but hopefully i can turn that into a video um because i, I think it would be fun just to that would, get my that would honest break. live reaction to finally that, eating a cattail that would yeah. break the forbidden snack side of tiktok <laughs> yeah Become, bringing it yes, full circle it's got all such a beautiful around. symmetry to it i think you gotta and I've seen videos of the people taking a bite of like the hot dog part of the cattail. And something I didn't realize at first is like all the seeds are compressed. So like when you, people bite into it and then they're like, oh my gosh. And like so many more seeds come out of your mouth than you think went in. And like, it's like a it's, magic trick. And it reminds, it reminds me of like the cinnamon challenge with that people used to do where like they just choke on it. And like, I've seen people bite these cattail things and like it look they like sound like they're having a terrible time because they're like oh my gosh this is like so much more literally bit off more than they could chew but like i still want to bite one they sound like i someone still want who, to they sound like someone who wishes they drank half a nebulizer when they were children <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly oh my goodness it's all coming together who <laughs> needs the superpower of not having their throat close up more than the one man who has inspired more and more people to eat something that could potentially choke them. I've, I'm, I'm a Tony Stark in this scenario. Yeah. I created Ultron and now I must defeat the Ultron of eating cattails. Wow. We are on to something. That might've been the nerdiest sentence ever at our podcast. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah no. considering what this is, that's quite the achievement. The Tony Stark of eating cattails. Like, <laughs> only on this podcast oh, would that sentence ever possibly make sense. And even then, yeah. does it? Yes, it does. Previously unsaid sentences in human history, Ooh, Tony yeah, Stark we, of cattails. We are breaking new ground here, ladies. We are. We've got like three different projects in the making now. We are, we're good to go. <laughs> so- at some point during this whole uh, cattail back and forth and uh, um, explanation of, of what you can and can't eat on a cattail and how you can and can't eat them, I know mm -hmm. the Discovery Channel got involved. Yes. <laughs> what was that like? That was so wild because I, I mean, I was an incredibly nerdy homeschooled kid who loved battle bots and you know uh, mythbusters and even just like just nature documentaries in general and so to have this thing this that had like been a huge part of my childhood um and 
and it was it was great it was like wow i've been recognized by something that was like instrumental in helping me learn a lot of things but also the reason i'm being featured is because i completely screwed up my <laughs> it's like it, it would be like it, you know it, just a childhood hero being like hey buddy that you know it's almost, hey, you idiot <laughs> thanks for the song and here's why you're wrong it's almost like when tony stark became more and more in the limelight for creating worse and worse villains yes exactly <laughs> it's all coming back to me and i'm really having to face my demons now <laughs> um and but yeah like at the end of the day, it's it's cool. Like, I don't want to be one of those guys who's like, any attention is good attention, any press is good press, because I do think that's kind of lame. But I mean, it, it was it was something super fun. And if I helped in some way someone learn the right facts about it in an entertaining way, I'm super excited that it was hopefully used uh, for that. So, Well, it was a lot of fun yeah, for that's great. us to watch it. Um, What's next for you with its keys and with your songs and your work? Um, well, you know, I've, um, I, before all of this happened, I was like almost strictly a live performer. I was making music. I was making mostly like comedy, like hip hop inspired stuff and did musical improv. And so now I'm really looking forward to hopefully being able to like, I love making the videos and making music and making new songs and making fans on the internet, but more than anything, I love performing live. And so I'm hoping that I can use whatever clout I might've gained over the pandemic to come out of and be like, hey, let's do a tour. Let's do some shows. Let's, and to be able to integrate what I was already doing with the new facets of what I've found as a, a cool way avenue uh, online. And so that's that's what I'm really, really excited about is to develop like something that would resemble, I guess, like a comedy special, I guess, um, that would blend all of the interests that I have, but, you know, be hopefully propelled forward by whatever notoriety I may have gained online. So that's awesome. that's kind of the goal right now. Yeah. It's like and I can 100% imagine like as soon as you step on stage, people will be like, play me one bite like, <laughs> and, and you know i'm saving that for the end you yeah, know i'm course. not giving you that till the very end because you're going to listen to the rest of my jokes that it's aren't a, as popular exactly <laughs> oh. i feel like that's a conversation people have been having on tiktok and off tiktok like i own and i were just talking about like every club's going to be playing like number one victory Roy Al <laughs> and uh wellerman <laughs> edm remixes yep. so like I would love to see these these wholesome moments of of TikTok yes. and just like uh, bleeding into real reality once uh, the world's uh, back to some semblance of normalcy. Yeah, my my ultimate dream is to like either be able to put together a full band or. I have a, there's already a couple other people um, that I want to do shows with that I've met through TikTok. There's, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Emo Joseph, but he's, um, he, he does, he, he does music as well, but a lot of his songs are about um, being, being romantically involved with famous monsters. Um, and so we're, we, we really want to do a joint show. And the thing I want more than anything is to like, as much as possible, have like a full band with multiple instrumentals and hit me want bite 
like lighters in the air, <laughs> led, like full on arena power ballad style. Um, it, like cattails. I don't want to be. Air. It, yes, and <laughs> I on very, fire. In the I've air. heard they're incredibly flammable. They are. So they are. <laughs> I, I so you know I might have to find so a safe don't do way. That. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to find maybe I can develop something that looks like a cattail and sell it as merch at the beginning of the show, and then everyone because fire in a crowded venue is exactly what you want to happen. Make a <laughs> make like a glow in the dark, cat but tails. like make the cattail light up, light make up. the cattail like look it, like it has lava on it. 